Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. Hello, everybody. This is Robin Stratton-Burkessel, the host of Positivity Strategist, and a very warm welcome to you all. Thank you for listening in. This is episode 88, and I'm going to be talking about change today. So change is a subject and an experience that brings up so many issues for all of us. Who hasn't been through some kind of change? And over the next weeks, I'll be putting some attention to how we can become friends with change, if that's not our default. And for most of us, it isn't. It's not our default. So I'll be talking to people who help others deal with change, not only from the psychological perspective, but how to implement change across a range of disciplines. I'll talk to students learning about change methodologies. I'll talk about my own change training courses. And today, I invite you to listen to an episode I first recorded in 2017, where I focus on how asking questions is the first invitation to change. We say that the very first question we ask starts the change. It triggers emotions, feelings, thoughts, memories, beliefs, and even actions. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this earlier recording. So in this episode, I'm flying solo and I'm quite liking it. I hear from some of you that you're also enjoying this short form format as well. So thanks for taking the time to let me know that. Now, over the summer, I happily surrendered to the slower pace of my first summer in Florida, and I did a bit of travel as well to AI-related summits and gatherings, and as you'll know that from my blog posts and podcasts that I've been publishing. So that combination, summer and travel, and, and a hurricane, took me off my routine. As a consequence, what that meant is that um, I didn't keep filling up my calendar of podcast guests. And as I was getting to the end of my upcoming guest list, my last three guests had changes in their schedules. And so that meant that I had no guests and I needed to step into my solo act. So there was the opportunity that I took and it's been fun. So I've enjoyed coming up with short episodes And as I said, it seems like you're enjoying that too. So all is good. However, I do have a great lineup of new guests starting most likely within the month. And I may shuffle up the format a bit. Some solo and some guest interviews. What do you think? It would be great if you'd send me an email to Robin, and that's spelt with a Y, -Y R-O-B-Y-N, at positivitystrategist.com. And let me know what format you like to listen to. Do you like the solos? Do you like the guests? What about the length? It'll be just great to get some feedback from you as a listener. I really, really value that. Now, if you'd like to leave a voice message 
and I could actually put that on into a fourth and upcoming podcast, you can go to the positivitystrategist.com slash podcast page, which is the home page for the podcast, and you can leave um, a recorded message on the SpeakPipe app that we have there. And you'll find that on the right-hand column of the podcast homepage if you kind of scroll down just a little bit. Now, many of you know that I'm an adjunct professor at Champlain College in Burlington, Vermont. And I teach in the online positive organisation development course, which is part of the Continuing Education MBA program. I teach advanced applications of appreciative inquiry And my students are working full-time in jobs from all over the US and also overseas. I love it and they love it too. And I'm incredibly proud to be associated with um, the David Cooperwright Centre of Appreciative Inquiry and the Robert Stiller School of Management, which is all part of the Champlain umbrella that um, I work for. It's just a wonderful opportunity to be in my tribe with people in this positive organisation development field. Now, to give you a taste um, about this course, here's some of the mid-semester feedback that um, I just wanted to share with you. So I'm quoting from some of my students here. And the first one is, This course so far has been a breath of fresh air. The correspondence with my course mates and professor has been truly delightful. Here's another one. The discussions are the best. The class is so supportive and open. The course content really explores and exposes so many applications of positive organisation development and appreciative inquiry. The instructor is warm and engaging. She has made the learning stick without even trying. Here's another one. I feel incredibly honoured to be part of this journey with you as classmates. You each have amazing energy and focused attention. I love hearing about how you're actively applying the classwork and how we're supporting each other in our learning and development. And just a couple more. As with the last two POD, Positive Organisation Development and AI classes, I've really been enjoying this class and the subject matter. I've appreciated that this course has helped us move appreciative inquiry into our daily lives so much more deeply. And the last one, Robin has been a great professor and has a great knowledge of AI and truly believes in the power of AI. I've been impressed with her deep knowledge of the subject and her willingness to give each classmate great feedback on their posts. Her responses show she really cares not only about AI, but about us as people. So with feedback like that going around our class, we are all fueled. And I found this wonderful quote by Voltaire, the French philosopher who was born in 1694. That's more than 330 years ago. And this is the quote that I found. Appreciation is a wonderful thing. It makes what is excellent in others belong to all of us as well. I bring up my amazing students because we have this really active discussion forum going on, as they've already alluded to, and every two weeks we have a teleconference 
Um, and we talk about the course, the applications, their learnings, their reflections, their insights, um, and whatever else the students or I um, choose to bring up. Now, a most recent exchange um, was on the topic of trust. A number of students were having some trust issues in their organisations. And as we dived into the topic more, um, we explored the role of um, organisational culture, leadership, leaders' styles, communications, teamwork, how the employees were um, geographically located and whether that made a difference on the relationships and the trust issues and then relationships, dynamics, values, behaviours and so on. So one of the students summed it up this way in response to one of her other colleagues comments and so she said and I'm going to call her Sally Sally said and I'm quoting from the forum distrust is a great way to describe it I guess I didn't really put that together until I just read it but that's exactly the feeling throughout much of my office we're in four different rooms and certain people have their own offices there's a feeling of favouritism and certainly a feeling of distrust among some people. How would you suggest going about ridding the group of distrust? More communication, more meetings, question marks. Now, my response to Sally on the discussion board was the following. Sally, how about an inquiry into the topic of deep trust? And let me read to you what I invited her to do. In fact, if it's safe for you to do so, I invite you to close your eyes and listen deeply as I read the questions. Consider how you might respond to these questions to help you connect with your own story of when you experienced a deep trust. To build trust, we need to hear what trust means to everyone, to invite them to tell their stories of when they were trusted and they trusted. And only when you find out where people are coming from, what's important to them, and then what they have in common, can you move forward. So this was an AI, Appreciative Inquiry Discovery interview, using positive questions. And so it might go like this. And now this is where I invite you to close your eyes if it's safe to do so. You can feel, hear and see an open, trustworthy environment when you enter into it. People are friendly, interested, busy, upbeat, smiling and open with each other. They'll tell you that they are listened to, their ideas count. They have policies, processes and systems that help them do good work. They give and receive timely feedback. They encourage each other to be creative, be different. They demonstrate their own leadership at all times and they can depend on each other. Think back to a time when you have felt both trust and trusted in life. Think of a time when you've experienced real trust in a relationship. It may have been at work, at home, in community such as a sports team, your church or any other activity. 
What was that like? Tell the story of what was going on, who was involved, what was said, and what behaviours were evident in your story about trust. Try to get all the details there. You know, what were you hearing, what you were seeing, what emotions did you feel? The next question is, when you tell your story, what do you value about yourself? How did you contribute in a way that you're proud of? Question three, what do you appreciate or value about the other people who were participating in your story, who were part of your story of deep trust that you were experiencing wherever it was? What do you remember they were saying or doing? What was their contribution? And question four, As you think about the future now and how you can build trust in your current environment, imagine you had a magic wand and you could make three wishes about building trust in your existing situation. What would those three wishes be? Now question four takes you into the future. It helps you take what you've done well in the past the strengths and the capabilities from the past and the present into the future so that you can do it again because you know you have done it successfully in the past. So I hope you're beginning to see how these positively framed questions can be used whenever you seek to understand another person's perspective and begin to move together in the direction of what you most want. You, through the words that you use, through the language, through the positively framed questions, you're beginning to co-create a shared understanding and make meaning together and build possibilities. So back to my students. That's what I put on the forum. And then when we had our class call, I invited the student who had brought up this issue of distrust to see whether she would allow me to interview her with those questions. And she agreed. So we modelled that AI discovery interview, as it's called, during the class discussion. And at the end, she told her story during the questions and at the end she said how powerful it was and how reconnected she felt to the time when she really did experience trust And she was reconnected with those strengths that she had and the beliefs that she had about the people she was working with. And she felt reconnected to the strengths and talents and capabilities and the goodwill of others who, who made it such a positive experience. And together they had this really profound, deep experience of trust. And most importantly, she felt that she could go back to her current workplace now and begin to ask similar questions and even just starting very small with their own team so that they can start to reconnect and build trust through the shared understanding and meaning making around trust. I've offered you one simple example of using four positively framed questions that allow you to grow positivity in your life 
at home, at work and in community. So let me sum up. These four questions are foundational to appreciative inquiry. That is the inquiry that comes from having an appreciative, strength-focused world view. The following summarises the appreciative inquiry perspective on questions, and there are five of them. Number one, appreciative inquiry emphasises the art of crafting positive questions. So we teach that when we teach AI. Number two, we learn to recognise that we live in a world that our questions create. So number three, this means that our questions determine the results we achieve. Number four, the more positive our question, the more it will create the possible. Number five, our questions create movement and change. So, if change begins with the very first questions we ask, questions are fateful. They determine what we find. The questions themselves guide the direction of any inquiry or any conversation. And those of you who know my TED Talk, where I talk about playful inquiry, I demonstrate that with an audience of 300 people, how the more positive a question, the more you're likely to find positivity within the person that you're having the conversation with. So ultimately then, questions determine the direction of the relationship, the family, the community, the organisation or the country. So let me summarise with this. Appreciative inquiry is the art of asking unconditional positive questions to strengthen the system's capacity to anticipate and heighten positive potential. All right? So we're trying to elevate and heighten positive potential through asking positively framed questions. Now, can you tell why I love this work and why my life's purpose and passion is to create products and services that teach and coach people because it's so effective? It's actually quite simple and once you get it, your life is transformed. Now, I'd love to hear from you with any of your curiosities and please go to positivitystrategist.com to learn more about this work if it's new to you. Now, on the show notes page... For this episode, that's positivitystrategist.com slash PS75, you can download the questions that I um, use with my students. And as a bonus, I have a workshop template using these foundational questions on the topic of resilience. And you'll see another context where positive questions are put to use and help people discover the resilience that they have within themselves, just as the one on trust helped people discover the trust, the capacity for trust that they have within themselves based on their own past experiences and the stories that they tell about themselves and their life. So thank you for tuning in. And if you have 
a chance, I'd so appreciate it if you popped on over to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever the app is that you use to listen to your podcasts. And if you left a star rating and review, that would be awesome because with our star lineup of guests coming soon, it would be really fantastic if more people became aware of growing positivity in their lives, at home, at work and in community. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember, what you focus on grows, so grow towards your best. Thank you.